0: On today's episode, I interview my sister. That's right, my sister. Find out why next.
1: Welcome to the True True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto.
0: Welcome back to the show. As I said in the intro, on today's episode, I am actually interviewing my sister. Yes, my sister. And uh, you might be surprised by that, but... Uh, She's not in real estate or anything like that. But the reason I want to interview her is because she is a young professional who is renting a condo downtown. And so what I find with a lot of the typical condo investors out there that I work with is that number one is that most condo investors do not rent and they probably haven't rented for many years or perhaps ever. And the second thing is that they don't tend to live downtown so maybe this is describing you accurately as you're listening to this podcast you're not renting you haven't rented for many years and you don't live in the core in the downtown of the city and so there's a certain detachment from your customer your client your the end user of the product that you're buying and so i wanted to interview partly i wanted to interview my sister as uh, as an example of someone Uh, who is your customer, who is your current or future customer, if you're new to investing, uh, to understand their thought processes and understand what they're looking for um, in a rental unit. But also wanted to continue to build the case for larger units, specifically two- and three-bedroom larger condos. The, I believe that there's growing evidence and a growing case to be made for investing in larger units, not just smaller units, which is what we typically have done um, in, in, uh, in the past few years and we've done very well with and will continue to do well with smaller units, of course. But the market and the case for Um, investing in larger units is growing so I wanted to talk about that and we'll explain the connection to larger units and my sister as we get into the interview so without further ado let's jump into my interview with my sister here we go all right it's my pleasure to welcome to the show a very special guest my sister Joanna LaFleur (laughs) my sister Joanna LaFleur is uh, is our special guest today on the show And, um, you'll find out why we're talking to her in a moment, but Joanna, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Glad to have you here. And, um, why don't you start by telling everybody a little bit about yourself and, uh, what you do for a living and any other details you want to share?
1: Yeah, sure. I am a single, thirty-one-year-old. I live downtown Toronto, and I work as a communications director in a nonprofit organization in the suburbs. So I actually live in Toronto in Regent Park right now, and I work in Ajax, um, which is maybe one of the more unusual things about me. I um, so I have lived in the city for the last many years while commuting a f- number of days a week out to the suburbs.
0: Great. And um, I want to talk about your move that, you, that you're doing, um, and we'll get to that in a minute. But So you've been living downtown, you're renting a condo, so a lot of people are listening are condo investors or are thinking about investing in condos, and what I find is a lot of people have a hard time, uh, especially those who don't live in the city, sort of wrapping their heads around um, what it's like to be a renter in the city, who's going to rent this condo from me, what type of people are living and renting downtown. They see all the cranes going up, they see the towers everywhere, but they don't understand who, who are all these people filling them up. So wanted to chat with you about that and just your experience of you know being a, a person who's a working professional, who's, who's living uh, uh, and renting downtown, but also want to get into your move and, and sort of the reasons behind that. But let's start with um, why do you live downtown? Like you you work yeah. out in the city. You could obviously live close to uh, where you work in the suburbs, but you choose to live downtown and rent a condo. Why do you live downtown? What do you like about living downtown?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think the suburbs are great if you have a family. Um, but as a single person or maybe as couples without children, the suburbs – don't have as much to offer in terms of uh, nightlife and restaurants and arts events and and especially also where your friend group tends to be. And so that's a big pull for a single person is where your community of friends also are. I also spent a lot of time um, in my life in Europe. So I've been kind of heavily influenced by European lifestyles, uh, which tend to be uh, more urban, more walkable lifestyles and... uh, and, and really just like smaller homes where you're more out of your home than you are in it. And uh, so, yeah, I I just felt that living in the city where I could step outside my door, walk to a coffee shop, uh, go over to the baseball games in the summer, meet up with friends after work, all that kind of stuff was a better fit for me than the previous few years where I'd been living in the suburbs with uh Uh, a lot of families and, you know, people taking their children to soccer practice and all of that, which is great, but just not what I'm doing with my life. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And you had a, you made a great point when we were just, before we started recording, uh, sort of a, maybe realization you came to when you're sort of thinking through your options of of Mm, where to live in the GTA, maybe you could just tell everybody what that was.
1: Yeah, well, to my surprise, I, I moved to the, the GTA from the Kitchener-Waterloo region uh, about seven years ago. And, and to my surprise, the cost of rent as in Toronto proper and then in the surrounding suburbs was virtually the same in terms of dollar amount. Now, what you get for your dollar in the suburbs is you get more square footage. You might even get a backyard or something like that. Um, but as a, as a person with my lifestyle, my stage of life, those things weren't as important to me. So in the city, I'm going to pay the exact same amount of money per month in my rent. And it just means that my square footage is smaller. So you have to just be a bit more creative with the type of furniture you buy and how much junk you collect.
0: Right. So basically uh like can you do you have a concrete like example like if you're renting yeah. like something in the burbs? Yeah, I mean something, something in the downtown, burbs. Like what do you, what you does it cost and what do you get?
1: Yeah, uh if I mean everything changes if you're talking about sharing your rent with a partner or with roommates or things like that. But if you're looking to rent a place by yourself, um the rent in the Ajax Pickering Whitby Oshawa area was easily, if you wanted something above ground, which I would be looking for, I don't want to live in a basement, um, you're easily looking at $1,500, 1600 1700 a month um, for a home. And uh, in, the, in the city, I could probably get that same price or even a little bit less. It just means that I'm not having as much square footage. Um, and so for me, it was a no brainer that I cared more about the location than I did about the size of the space because I don't have five dogs. I don't have a bunch of children that I need to think about, um, finding the space for. So as a single person, um, the priority to me was location, not square footage.
0: Right. It's sort of a no brainer, I guess, at that point for, I would think most, uh, people who are single and professional you know, if you're going to pay the same amount, you might as well be downtown, right? right? You might as well be where most of your friends probably already are and, and, you know, be in the center of the action for lack of a better uh, term. So um, that's really interesting. I think a lot of people who are new to investing especially will find that insight very helpful um, as they're thinking this through. But Uh, let's talk about your move. So tell us a little bit about your current situation, what's your, what's your living situation. And then you you've decided to, to make a move. And and so what is that your new situation going to be? And why did you decide to, uh, to do this?
1: Yeah. My current situation is I'm in a studio apartment in Regent Park area. It's one of these new condo builds that have gone up. I live in 350 square feet. And so my um, what this means is with 350 square feet, you have a few ch- limited choices. You either have a loft bed, some sort of um, mobile furniture like a Murphy bed or something like that, or your entire space is basically just a bedroom now because I like to have people over I went for the loft bed option so that raised my bed up and I've been you know I've really enjoyed the studio space for the last few years and the building has been great you know the irony is in some ways like I um I've had probably one of the largest I had a big party to celebrate an event in my life about a year ago and I had one of the largest parties I've ever had maybe about a hundred people were there and it's also the time where I've lived in the smallest space Uh, 350 square feet, because we have the access to amenities and shared space downstairs. So it's been a bit of a shift in my thinking of how you live, like where your home is, maybe where you just have a couple friends over, but then in the shared amenities is where I am able to host for something like a special event, like a party or a birthday or things like that. So anyways, I've been looking at... um, the housing market and, and recognizing, uh, you know, the speed at which it's becoming, uh, unattainable for me, uh, right now in my life. And so just came to recognize that, um, in, I'm going to be renting, I think for a while. And so I needed to begin looking at getting more space, um, specifically that my bed is in a loft and I would, I wanted to move towards a bed on the ground after two years of living in a loft bed, I thought that was enough of that. And and also, I, I wanted more space to host people in my own home without having to use the amenity space in the building. So I'm moving um, from being by myself in 350 square feet to sharing a three-bedroom, two-bathroom condo with another friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going from about 350 square feet of your own place, a studio. Right to, uh, how big is your new one? It's, I think it's around yeah, thousand square feet. Yeah. A
1: thousand fifty. probably the 50 is counting the balcony. I would, I would guess so it's about a thousand
0: square feet, about a thousand square feet, three bedroom, two bathroom, right. and you're getting a roommate. Uh, so you're right. just, you're getting one roommate, not two. Um, and what's the, 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 the rent for that is about how much?
1: Well, for me, the cost per month is going to be about the same. So, um, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, with all my expenses in a studio, it works out to around 1500 bucks a month, a little more depending on utilities and all the rest. And if you have parking for your car and then moving to this three bedroom place that I'm sharing with someone else, uh, the monthly costs are going to, for me, work out to about the same because we're sharing it 50, 50, but what it's allowing me to do is not, I continue to have my, I. I continue to have my own bathroom. I now get a proper bedroom with a door versus the studio where it's all open. And then the the added bonus is uh, that we're going to have a guest room, which will allow you know my parents to come and visit, or other friends and guests from out of town, or um, or just even have office space to work from home.
0: Right. And do you, do you work from home?
1: I do. Um, so I commute out to the suburbs um three or four days a week and I work from home one to two
0: days of the week right and is that would you say that's fairly common like do a lot of your friends uh or is that yeah like people sort of young professional similar age and similar stage of the career are, p- are more and more people working from home like that
1: yeah I find I mean I finding more and more of my friends seem to have jobs where you do have to go to the office sometimes um, for almost, unless they're working for themselves, they do have an office. Um, but there, you know, there's some flexibility to how often they need to go there. Um, and I think we all know that sometimes an office can be more of a place of distraction than actual work. So it's nice to be able to work at home sometimes, uh, to get certain types of stuff done uh, that right. doesn't require meeting with other people.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So if I can just recap, so basically you're, you had your own, you're going from your own, uh, apartment studio, 350 square feet to a 3 bedroom, 2 bathroom apartment where you're going to be sharing with one other roommate and then you have an extra uh guest room for office or just extra space or when people come over or whatever. Yeah. Um you're also gaining uh I guess a large living space uh to you know to have people over um where you have a, a bedroom where you can shut your door as opposed to a studio which is just one open room. Um Yeah and you're, so you're, you're gaining quite a bit. Um, you still have your own bathroom and everything, but yet your monthly cost is, uh, is about the same.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that was really for me, the decision maker when I recognized that I would be renting for a lot longer, this opportunity to move into a three bedroom, two bath, and then share it. And realizing that the monthly expenses would be about the same as living in a studio by myself. I felt that it was as a person who I foresee renting for a long time because of the way the market is and I make an average amount of money uh, I make more than some of my friends I make less than some of my friends you know <laughs> but I don't I, I think I'm an average earner and uh, yeah, it's just gonna allow me in a market that's so above average in cost for me to uh, to live more sustainably and, and and sort of happily for the years to come
0: right, right. Yeah, it's very interesting because one of the things we've talked a lot about in the podcast lately is, um, is the growth uh, and the potential of these three-bedroom condos from, a, from an investor perspective. And one of the big questions a lot of people ask is just who is going to rent a three-bedroom condo? Um, are there really people out there uh, who are going to do that? Um, you know, uh, Who's going to pay $3,000 or more per month? Um, what would you say to sort of people like that who maybe are not as familiar with the, with the rental market, the reality of the rental market right now? Like what would you say to people like that who are thinking they just can't wrap their head around, uh, these kind of $3,000 a month rents?
1: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, the most obvious person, the most obvious person to rent it would be a family. I mean, these days, because the housing market for like a three bedroom home is, a million plus 1.5. It it wouldn't be hard to spend $1.5 million on a home, a three bedroom home these days, uh, in the, in the kind of closer into the city. So yeah, a lot of families are looking at those, I think as alternatives. And again, when you look at the price of rent in the suburbs, um, to get something, you will have more square footage uh, for a family renting in the suburbs, but the prices of hom- homes there feel just as unattainable to a lot of families. And so, then you look at, hey, might as well live where I work. I get home earlier. I get to see my kids earlier. And um, and then the city really becomes uh, your home. And there's all kinds of opportunities. I mean, the neighborhood I live in now, there's all kinds of stuff going on for families with free events and free swimming and sports classes and festivals in the summer and movie family, movie nights in the park and all kinds of things that families can tap into that may be less available in the suburban home that you're paying the same amount to rent.
0: And you can um, walk to all this stuff too. Of course. That's
1: it. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, then it, then it reduces, you're probably not going to need two vehicles for your family and, and all that kind of stuff that starts to happen. I mean, the second, obviously is people like me who, uh, who are, probably, um, professionals and are for whatever reason, not wanting or not able to purchase property, but it's not necessarily, um, you know, student rentals or things like that. There are a lot of people who are like me in their late twenties and into their thirties who are renting still. And, and like me are looking maybe to rent with one other person or, or whatever. And they work all day and they come home and want a a great spot to land at night.
0: Mm -hmm. Let's talk about cars. Um, yeah uh, obviously you work in the suburbs, so you have a car. Um, right. how, like with your friends and, and people that you, uh, hang out with downtown that are living and renting downtown, like how, how many, like a lot of people are wondering, should, do I need a parking spot with my condo? So, um, how many people yeah, have my, cars who, who doesn't have them or whatever? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I own I own a car. I work in Ajax, uh, so I need one. Um, But when I'm in and around the city, I try not to use it much. I Uber a lot. I take the streetcar sometimes where I need to go. And a lot of my friends, I would say, if they're single people, whether they're living by themselves or living with others, um, they typically don't own cars if they live and work in the city. Um, A few people I know use car share programs if they need a car, or they rent a car a few times a year for a big trip up to a cottage or something. Um, and I find a lot of couples uh, tend to have cars. Um, they share a vehicle between them. But like in the unit I'm in now, it didn't come with parking. So I just rent a spot from somebody else um, who owns it within the building. Um, it's not It's not really an issue. Um, it wasn't a hindrance at all to find a spot.
0: Right. And if you... But if your job was downtown or if you ever changed jobs and you were working downtown, would you, do you think you'd keep the car?
1: Yeah. I, if I, if I didn't have to own a car, I wouldn't own a car. Um, I would, uh, you know, as I said, I, if I was in the city and working in the city, I would probably take transit or bike or Uber everywhere I need to go. And then the few times that you do need a vehicle, maybe for a weekend trip or, some mega trip to Costco or something like that. Um, there's lots of options for renting a car, borrowing a car from a friend or, um, or the, the ride share or the, sorry, the car share programs that, that are all over the city where you have a membership and you pick up a car as you need it. That's probably what I would do. Uh, I would, I mean, car is a huge expense I'd like to get rid of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you get rid of that and frees up so much money for. Yeah a million other things. Um, yeah, just the last question. It's been great, uh, chatting with you, Joanna. Um, just the last question is like, uh, when you are looking for a place to live, um, what are other than the price, like, what are the, what are the top things that you really consider as a renter today? As you're, as you're considering looking at one building or another, or one unit or another, what are, what are the main things that come to mind when you think of your criteria for a place?
1: I mean, obviously, location is the number one thing for the most people would probably say. Um, You know, what is walkable for me is a big question. What can I step outside my door and within a reasonable amount of time walk to, whether that's food and restaurants and coffee and grocery and things like that, or just sort of the life of the city? That'd be a big one. I'm looking for how new is it? You know, is this a rundown place? or is it in really great condition? I, I love, I have many times moved into um, uh, apartments and I'm the first one to live in that place and I love that opportunity. Um, and another thing for me as a single woman is I'm looking, I really, I'm really appreciating that a building has a concierge or security service downstairs. What's the safety in the building? Um, I, that's a factor for me that I wanna take into consideration as a renter uh, I like to know that somebody is watching who's coming and going from a building.
0: That's great. Thanks a lot, Joanna. Appreciate yeah. your time today. It's great chatting with you. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you or reach you or find you online, uh, what's the best place to to find you?
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, the I mean, if you want to see what my life looks like here in my condo life in Toronto, or you want to connect with me, probably just my Instagram is Joanna Lafleur or JoannaLeFleur.com.
0: Great. Awesome. Thanks, Joanna. All
1: right. Thanks. Kate. Okay, bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the True Condos podcast.
1: Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.